love you. Folk, ladies and men, thank you for coming back to the couch today. We're so happy to see you every single time that you are here. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. This is a podcast about da, 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 da. movies and TV, and we like to call it Green and Faceless Get a Job. Green and Faceless <gasps> on the Couch. <laughs> I have a job. I don't want another one. Yeah. Mine's okay. Mine's okay. I like mine all right. I like, well, I and mean. people are fine. I mean, honestly, I'm, I got a pretty lucky job, I think. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I, everybody wishes their <laughs> job pays more. <clears throat> right. That's where I'm at. And I also wish, I also wish I didn't have to deal with people. I like the people I work with. I don't like the people I work, to, it, interact with at work. The, uh, I, yes. the, the customers, if you will. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know what? Like but that's fine. What I dislike looking back, not necessarily at Target. I don't know. We're gonna scrap all this because I've totally lost that tangent I was going to go on, and <laughs> <laughs> we're we're yeah. here talking. We're doing the potato pick. It's first Thursday of the yeah. month, everybody. Thank you, patrons. It's crazy to think about. We love you. Yeah, we're already in April's potato pick for, for 2022. It's fucking weird. Have we done this a whole year yet? I think we have. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and you, 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 uh, I don't remember which, which lovely patron it was out there, but they, they suggested a uh, Tom Hanks actor spotlight. They did. And it's, it's, a, it's um, a good one, I think, we I, got for you I, here today. Mm. Yeah, I guess if you don't know for sure, I don't. But I'm pretty sure I know. Yeah. But I won't say, just in case we're wrong. But thank you, all of our patrons. We love you. Indeed, we really do. And and uh, if you want to join the patrons, might as well get it out of the way up front. If you wanna, if you if you're interested in becoming a patron yourself, you can head on down to Patreon.com/slash/GreenAndFaceless. Check it out. Look at our our lovely subscriptions there. And uh, you know, give us feedback. If you don't want to be, if you don't want to be a patron, if you don't have the the money aside, that's totally fine. We understand. We'll always do this for free. But you can help us out by just you know leaving us a comment, leaving us a review, uh, anywhere that you uh, you listen to this, and uh, we greatly appreciate it. We do. So let's talk about Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. The first the first spotlighted film suggested by our patron was Forrest Gump. Way back in 1994, directed by Robert Zemeckis. It was the year after I was born. Uh, also, it was written by uh, Eric Roth. Eric Roth is a very famous uh, screenwriter. He's been nominated for a lot of films. Let me pull this up real quick. I know he did Dune. He was recently with Dune. He did Ali. Oh. I think we talked about him on Ali. Hmm. Here we go. Yeah, he's been nominated for Forrest Gump, The Insider, Munich, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, A Star is Born, Dune, and uh, he also, as I said, wrote Ali and Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, as well as Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon coming up soon. Well. So, dude is, dude is busy. Yeah. There's a he lot, does of, a lot of stuff on there that I like. Yeah, he, he is great, great screenwriter, and this is one of his best, if I do say so myself. So let's let's dive into it. You, uh, if you don't know Forrest Gump at all, if you've completely been living under a rock and somehow have missed this film, I don't know how because it, at least my school played it. I think I watched it in my school at least two or three times. Really, throughout my I don't entire think we ever yeah. played it in my school, but. Really? No. Yeah, they they had an edited version so that we didn't get to see the the movie scenes or oh, anything like yeah. that. But um, yeah, well, but it's, we did watch. It's, it's culturally I am Sam. secret review of I Am Sam. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. <laughs> uh, that might not be the title. It's this this the uh, uh, Sean Penn movie. No, no, I don't know. It's over my head. <laughs> but uh, this this movie has been deemed by the Library of Congress, uh, Forrest Gump, that is, not I Am Sam, but it has been deemed by the Library of Congress, along with many, many other films, of course. But 
it's been deemed as culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. And it's it's very true. It, it covers a huge range of American history. Uh, well, not a huge range, but it's a, it's a decent range for modern history. Um, you know, how far do, how far back does it go? Is it back in uh, the fifties? Uh, I think the late fifties. Well, maybe when he's a, ba- a baby, it's uh, the fifties. And when I say baby, I mean like he's I don't ah, know, nine. Here it is. In 1956, 1956. in Greenbow, Alabama, young Forrest is fitted with leg braces. Yeah, as a young boy, he has a very low IQ. Uh, He lives in, as as we just said, in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he has a a very caring mom who who loves him a lot, played by Sally Field. And and Forrest, of course, is our Tom Hanks, our actor in the spotlight today. Um, Forrest needs to go to a a special school, says the the principal. Yeah, and as a kid, he's played by Michael Connor Humphreys. Yes, uh, and he does a good job. He has he a, does it, it, yeah. a fantastic. <laughs> he job. does. He does. I don't Tom know Hanks. What you're saying? He's That's fantastic. Fair. He does. <laughs> he does imitate or emulate uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks's performance no, pretty freaking well. It's the other way around. I. It's the other way around. Yeah. So they wanted to get a kid who wasn't an actor. And they found this kid. Oh. And wow. Yeah. And uh so this is just how the kid performed because he's not used to performing. And right. then in turn, uh Tom, because he was very interested in how the kid played the character, and that informed how Forrest was played. According wow. to fucking awesome. this show on Netflix, uh the films that made us that might be it so, oh yeah, yeah yeah i think that's it yeah that's awesome i didn't know that that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it was I, I i liked that story well in that case the kid does a damn good job yeah <laughs> no it, it is beautiful and uh at being a kid with low iq you see the world and the history that forest witnesses through very simple eyes like you know it's it's very untainted by a lot of like uh a lot of flaws, I guess, that come with with uh, with society, with being yeah. a, um, I don't know, I don't know how to put it, but it's it's well, a very fascinating film. Um, and in his childhood, his mom uh, gets him into school, even though he is does not reach the uh, required IQ range. Mm-hmm. Um, how she does so, I did not understand as a kid. Nope. And having watched this as an adult, it is quite hilarious and also very sad it's hilarious yes. in how the yeah. scene is portrayed i didn't understand it as a child but the it's... ending of the scene is the funny part because exactly it, it, it's forrest's interaction in it because yeah, the yeah. film the, is from forrest's the... perspective so we always stay with forrest yeah and, and a lot of that stuff kind of just happens in the background like his mom uh having sex with the principal to get him into school mm-hmm. and the principal makes hilarious noises during <laughs> sex now the the event itself i want to be very clear is not hilarious no because... her her having to sleep to get her kid into education is is awful yeah and it's it's uh i mean that is is it sexual harassment i feel like it falls under um, sexual harassment or it's uh rape even i don't know if, <laughs> it's i mean like it, it's it's def- it's it's sexual exploitation. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's it's definitely using it for blackmail purposes in a way. Yes. Um. So it's very wrong. I I I don't want to say that the event is funny. No, it is the ending of the event where Forrest makes fun of his sounds during sex. That is great. So it is, you it's know very what funny. is it about Sally Fields that makes her like the best mom? It, yeah, I don't know. It must be because she's a mom. <laughs> yeah. It must be it. I mean, she does Yeah, she does a great job here because you really feel one she doesn't hold Forrest back. No. Which is great. She pushes him because forward. you would imagine Yeah, because you would imagine a, a, a kid with his um in, in his scenario, you would imagine Cinema would try to make her overbearing or overprotective. That's kind of right. the trope. But yeah, it's like normally they would just, you know, cast her as, you know, being very overprotective. And instead, like you said, 
Sally, uh, what's his mom's name? It's not Sally. Uh, That's her well, name. Well, um, uh, Mrs. Gump is what's on I am Mrs. Gump. <laughs> it's just Mrs. Gump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't know his mom's name. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Gump. No, yeah. Mrs. Mama? Gump, though, is she is fucking beautiful. She does she a great is. job as a mother. Um, and it's, it's very, uh, enjoyable to watch him, you know, cause when he's young, he has braces on his legs. Yeah. He doesn't, uh, She's trying to prevent scoliosis or something uh, he, like that, right? He is already has like a crooked spine. So the braces right. force him to walk straight and uh, it corrects it and also makes his legs super powerful and then he can fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once he once he breaks out of those and he 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 breaks out of his braces because these older kids are yes. bullying him. And his friend, who he has made uh, since he was very young, who's always been by his side for most of his childhood, Jenny, um, later played by Robin uh, Wright, which I didn't know it was Robin Wright. Oh, that was so crazy to me to to see her and be like, "Oh my god, that's Robin Wright!" Like <laughs> I know her. It's it's a weird thing where it's like I watched this movie a lot as a kid, right? But I remember first meeting her because of like her her newer stuff, like House of Cards and all that that kind of stuff. So it's just it's crazy to me. Um, to to realize that she was part of my childhood for so fucking long like that. Um, yeah, we definitely watched the shit as out of this movie. Right. But I just never realized that was her. Like, I just, I don't know why. I just never put it together. But as a child, though, it, uh, Jenny is played by Hannah R. Hall. And Hannah has a great scene that is very iconic and... You know, I, whenever I say the words "run," I end up almost yeah. saying "run, Forest, run" mm-hmm. because of this scene. And it's 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 goofy. <laughs> it is a goofy scene, but I love it. Yeah. I don't know why. I just love it. it because she tells him to run. It's powerful. Like he, it is powerful. Yeah, because ah uh, ah, uh, the moral of the fable is to not underestimate people, and right, just to say up front. So. What maybe we should go through Forrest's list of accomplishments because well yeah I mean well that's all I was saying is like just to go through his life is just to go through his list of accomplishments yes. I don't care if we spoil things because like well, if you it, haven't it seen this movie, movie you should sure. definitely go and it, uh, yeah everybody should see this movie you don't have to see the movie to watch the, listen to this episode um, no well at least we'll try I do recommend it though yeah. I do recommend it, though. But his first accomplishment is when she tells him to run away from the bullies. Mm-hmm. He does. He runs, and they're on bicycles. And he, he, he breaks his braces and his running. And then once they're off, he's gone. He is just <laughs> flying. And as he says, like, ever since then, I ran everywhere I went. And that running leads him to college because he, yes. <laughs> he runs so well that, that Alabama – it wasn't the – was it? It was a – he, it's not Alabama University, he, uh, University of Alabama. There was like tryouts going on, and he just yeah, University of he just ran through the field because these assholes <laughs> were chasing him with the truck because they're assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, and so he gets they adopted as they grew up or adapted. Yeah, I mean. full ride scholarship. Um, but he had his college, and Jenny has her own college, though. Right, right. Yeah, they got separated. And uh, also, I guess, to parallel, uh, to tell Jenny's story at the same time as the movie does, her childhood, she had an abusive father. Yes. Um, it's hinted at, again, you only see it from Forrest's point of view. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the more, the older I grew as I watched this, the more I, the older I grew up. Right. Uh, the more I understood how horrible her situation was as a child. Yeah. And and it affects her as an adult because you know she she does the the kind of cliched story arc of like you know abusive father turns to drugs turns to like the the hippie movement the right. the um it is a little stereotypical uh, female empowerment too it is also not quite Jenny's story and it's still like an important story to tell also like yeah, I've exactly. been thinking like if anybody's ever gonna touch this story with a 10-foot pole again that they can make a movie called Jenny and that oh, that yeah, could yeah, that work could. pretty good. I did I did read that it is being remade oh, in uh, India. 
Not not here in India. Oh. Uh, the upcoming Indian film Lal Singh Chada. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing any of that wrong. Uh, but starring Amir Khan as Forrest. Oh. Very yeah. very interesting. Well, I, I say I say as Forrest. I don't know if it's his name. I doubt his name is Forrest. He's the lead. <laughs> He's playing yes, the as lead. the lead. Uh, at university, Forrest witnesses the uh, the civil rights movement. Uh, specifically at the University of Alabama, where you have the uh, there were sit-ins, right? Or man, I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna feel real dumb in this episode for not knowing my history. Integration. Uh, I don't know right. if that's the correct word, but it's the opposite of segregation. <laughs> yes, and it's it's like he he witnesses the. Uh, Oh, here it is. George Wallace's stand in the schoolhouse door. Right. The mayor. That's what this is. I think. Or it was the president of the university or something. Governor. The governor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's a a funny scene, too, because they they do – there's a lot of – whenever they have a big history moment, they do, like, the real-life footage that we have have seen – you know, actual mm-hmm. actual footage of these events, and then they just they kind of edit Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, to be in the background somewhere, and it's great. It's always it's great. Always I love good. it. Uh, the the it looks the it still looks good today. The president's lips is so funny though by today's yeah, standards. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous, especially when he when he meets Lyndon Johnson yes, later. I yeah. love that. That one's so funny. Jesus <laughs> Christ, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he also uh, does he meet does he he meets, uh, he meets JFK, JFK after the war, right? Uh, or does he meet him before? No, he, no, he meets, meets him because, because he's on, on the, the all American team. team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, as they're as they're uh, not running back, I don't think he's a kick returner. I think that's the only thing he does is he returns the kicks. Well, somebody catches the kick, passes it off to him, to him, and says, and "Run, runs. Forrest!" and he runs. Yeah, and then they yeah, it's, have to it's drop great. a sign that says, "Stop, Forrest!" and I and I'm not <laughs> sure that I ever caught that before. <laughs> yeah, and they all yell it too, like the whole yes, audience the too. Whole like audience. you can hear everybody in the crowd go, "Stop, Forrest!" <laughs> it's great because if you don't tell him to stop, he just runs out of the stadium. It's great. Yes. I love Forrest; he's such a wonderful character. And uh, he after doesn't after understand football, but he knows he has to run. No, <laughs> that's it. That's all he's got to do. He does his job, and he does it well. Yeah, and you know, after after that, after he graduates, he gets enlisted into the uh, United States Army. And that's where he goes off yeah. to uh, Vietnam, where he meets I, many of the other characters that influence his life, yes, like Bubba does. and uh, Bubba and uh, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan. Dan and Tex, yep. who we're not quite and sure Tex. where Tex came from. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> yes. uh, and Lieutenant Dan is played by Gary Sinise, and uh, Bubba so is played good. by Mikkel T. Williamson. Also so good, um, but man. Yeah, both of them are great. Fucking Sinise in this movie. Yeah, Gary so Gary goes all out. Like it is impressive. It's beautiful. It's really well done. As is like everybody's performance is great. But yes. uh McKelty Williamson, I always tear up during uh I'll say Bubba's final yeah. scene. Yeah. Um it's very beautiful. I'm very sad. But uh it it I don't know, Vietnam, you, you see it all again through four size, and it's a much different view than what you normally get you usually get <clears throat> you usually get like the chaos and like all of the the bloodshed and everything you still do with Forrest, but you get a very narrowed view of it he doesn't understand what any of the purpose is you know he doesn't know why he's fighting in vietnam he's just there you know and and like uh like specifically they'll be walking down a road and Gary, uh, Lieutenant Dan will tell everybody to halt, you know, yeah. get down, be quiet. And he doesn't know why they're doing that. He just thinks yeah. it's part of the walk. Even though he can clean his gun faster than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, he's great at that. That that That's fun, too. And, yeah. and, and while he's doing that, Bubba is talking nonstop about shrimp. Because yes. Bubba is a shrimp. Shrimpman? Uh, shrimp fisherman? He's a, uh, he sh- fishes for shrimp. <laughs> He fishes for shrimp. It's been in his he family shrimp. forever. Yeah, he, he has the uh, he he's supposed to be the 
owner of the Bubba Gump or no the yeah the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company is that well that comes no, that later. Was when, yeah okay but he wants, it was it wasn't a family thing for whatever reason I thought it was a family of thing of the war he wants to buy a, a shrimping boat and start his own business and he asks Forrest to join him as his first mate and he promises right. that he'll join him and it's yeah. and their friendship is amazing. And, it uh, is beautiful. Uh, and, and I will say that uh, uh, Bubba is also um, not the smartest gentleman. No. So they they do have that in common, and they become brothers, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And and it's yeah. Like, I really loved it. They really they had each other during that those dark scary times. Even though they didn't quite understand it, and Sarah, what my wife, when we um, were watching it, she pointed out to me that it really kind of exposed how the military takes advantage of people. Yes, like that, yeah, that for real. Are less fortunate. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Was that like, um, even though Forrest and Bubba were both good soldiers, yeah. and you know Forrest especially was an amazing soldier, yeah. uh, at the same time, they don't understand the purpose of it. No, and you know honestly, a lot of the people who were going didn't either, <laughs> because that war, no. was, that particular war, was fucked up. A lot, well, every war, right? Every war is fucked up. We don't need it. We don't. Need but I mean, like, I mean, like, from just a basic fundamental standpoint. They didn't understand the purpose of just being in the army. They didn't yeah. know the the weight of it, the the reality yeah. of the whole thing. And I think that it. alone should have disqualified them. Like it's, it's very, yeah, probably. But uh, but he, who am I to say? I am. He did show courage and bravery, and did deserve what he gets at the end. Both. Uh, yeah. Both medals that he receives, um, yeah, yeah. He does. He does an amazing thing. Like he he has a, a very amazing feat in the in the war, uh, earning him awards as you uh, one award as you said. He gets the other one because he gets bit in the ass by a bullet. Yes, he does. And and that's when he has this hilarious moment with Linda B. Johnson. Because, yes, because Linda B. Johnson's like, I'd like to see that. <laughs> turns around, shows him his ass. Here you are, Mr. President. Um, but yeah, it's it's his war stuff is very. I don't. It's entertaining. It's yeah. it's enlightening. It it it's it's all entertaining. I never at all lose focus no, in this film. It no. is very good at keeping every your focus. time I've watched it. Yeah, yeah. I can't like honestly. I've never you know most films. I'm like having to. I have the need to fiddle to do something. And I just don't not with not with Forrest Gump. I can just sit down and watch it. And after the after the war, he gets picked up in their their ping pong. He 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 still is part of the army, but he is now specifically only doing ping pong. Yes, uh, <laughs> fighting uh, fighting the uh, he's fighting China, I think, right? I think in, a, he's in a world championship or something. Yeah, uh, something like that. He's representing the free world. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's really good. Somebody tells him, yeah, somebody tells him like this big metaphor for like his matchup against China in yeah. this big like world tournament kind of thing. And it, it's so funny. It's like, we're representing the free world against. <laughs> it's just great. I love it. And uh, uh, man, what happens after that? After, after his ping pong, he goes shrimping, right? Well, he, he gets up, to uh, go home. He gets to go home. Oh, that's home. right. And, that's right. Uh, you know, you see that Mrs. Gump is just a touch older than when he graduated college. And uh, because of all his ping pong stuff, they are able to make a good deal of money uh, so that she doesn't have to rent r rooms anymore. Uh, right. Which I think is a, a nice touch to the movie is how like he just by doing what he wants to do because it was the opportunity was presented to him. He's able to provide for his mom who right. pro provided so much for her. I love it a lot. Uh, those, that's yeah. one of the things I didn't, didn't catch uh, really 
earlier in earlier watches. Like obviously right. after he goes shrimping, which he goes immediately into, uh, it does become successful, but only after Gary Sinise is reintroduced. I think I'm not quite sure we mentioned that. Uh, yes, Forrest saved Lieutenant Dan, but Lieutenant Dan unfortunately lost his legs. Uh, right. Due to and he also has a a very deep. Fam- familial backstory yes where you know every single american war a member of his family has fought and died for america and so forrest saving him went against his entire fate his entire destiny he thought you know it was very uh kind of demeaning of his whole character uh-huh. like he he just kind of broke down he went into depression and like uh you know ptsd and all that uh stuff that you see from wars right and and it's amazing how Forrest just again not even trying just doing what Forrest does just, just by helps him being a good man. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very beautiful just karmic balance where it's just you know all all Forrest puts out is good energy. Yeah, and for the most part, what he receives back is good energy. He's he's surrounded by people right. who love him and, and even who grow, to, who, who grow. even with uh, his bitterness uh lieutenant dan's bitterness he eventually lets forrest in step by step like the first step really is uh on new year's he finds out that uh he's in new york i think that's for ping pong i think this was a little bit back in the film and he's super bitter there but there's this great scene where uh he finds them uh, ladies of the night for the night. And uh, one of them calls Forrest stupid because he doesn't want to kiss her. And um, then Gary Sinise's performance during that scene is just phenomenal where he, where he's like, get the hell out of here. You don't get to call him stupid. And um, yeah, it's really good. And, what Forrest has to say about it as well is just very it's like he I guess he understands me, you know. Like Yeah. And it's a it's a beautiful it's moment. It's it really beautiful. is. Just watching him it, there's so many messages and like in character developments and everything that, that just happen because Forrest is Forrest. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't he doesn't intend to do pretty much anything. Right. He just intends to live. Yeah. Or to run, really. Yeah, he likes to run, and like, th- and he liked to be with Jenny, but yeah, and Jenny has to figure herself out first, <clears throat> and um, and it takes a while. Yeah, so the really the framing of this movie is Forrest sitting on a, a bench telling his story to several individuals who are waiting for different buses and whatnot, <clears throat> right. And he's sitting there because he's waiting on a bus to take him to visit Jenny because she sent him a letter. Um, and I think we'll leave it at that for that because yeah. uh, I feel like we're running on a little bit and maybe we should do our closing statements. Right. I, I do actually want to say uh, I don't. I don't want to spoil the ending. I don't want to spoil why right. Jindy's contacting him because that is, you know, af- as history comes closer to the 1990s when this film came out. Right. That's when you know when we when you get to the bus stop, and uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but I do want to say like his first reaction yes. to to her reason to, for inviting him. Uh, to her, like to come back and like meet up with her again mm-hmm. and reconnect. His reaction is the most beautiful and like tear jerking thing yeah. ever. Like, yeah, I, that's when I cry all the. I, 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 as I told you, when I was rewatching this movie, <clears throat> and I'll lead this into my closing statements. When I was rewatching this movie, I did so well at not crying. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna cry. This scene's so beautiful. But I'm not gonna do it until that final scene when when you have that reveal. <clears throat> And when you have his reaction to the reveal, that's when I just broke down. I was just yeah. like, oh, I can't. His one worry, it's so beautiful. Yeah. 
oh, I love this movie. I love all the performances, the edits of uh, Forrest into history, into those historical film footage is just funny and uh, just perfect in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I give it four stars. I really do. Like it's it's it, it won six awards or whatever for six, six Oscars. It won many awards, but it won six Oscars. Deserved them all. Uh, just highly recommend this film if you have not seen it. Go check it out. Um, I did notice like one weird thing. Another thing that I noticed as an adult that I didn't notice as a kid is a lot of his story. And, and I don't know the the fullness of it because I didn't take notes as I was right. watching, which I should have. If I rewatch it, I'll try to pay attention to this. But it seems like many of the acts begin with an assassination attempt on yeah. somebody famous and end with with Forrest running into the next part of his life. And huh. I don't know. It just keeps the whole fucking thing moving. Yeah. And it's it's so fast paced. It's like a two hour long movie, maybe more than that. But it, and it just doesn't feel that long at all. You just want to keep on watching it. It's definitely a long movie, though. Like at the, after the movie's over, you're like, man, there's so much that happened. Like I, it, <laughs> man, the sun is set. No, but seriously, there's so many chapters in this movie that they had to be only like ten to twelve minutes each, and right, it just his life is just so full like i can't imagine this movie being even shorter but about what you were saying about emotions i didn't make it through the opening credits i saw the fucking feather floating down and i was like oh god (laughs) this fucking movie (laughs) i love this movie i i could turn it on right now i guess have you ever actually been to bubba gump's um, so there's a, there's just, you know, a, a franchise based off of his shrimping company called Bubba Gump Shrimping Company. And, yeah. uh, it's, a, you go in, they got all this memorabilia about the movie there and, uh, <laughs> you sit down and not, not because some people are allergic to crawfish, not everything on the menu is shrimp, but a lot of it is. So, you know, <laughs> if you like shrimp, you could check it out. It's, you know, it's kind of touristy food, you know, so, you know, that just expect right. that. I'll say it again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you give it face and a half then? Yes, it's a face and a half, if I okay. didn't say. Yeah. I do. Uh, before we move on, a fact, a couple fun factoids about this film. Uh, this I think this is Haley Joel Osment's first movie, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yes. It's he was he was. Uh, you said it was a local Pizza Hut commercial. I that believe he was found it was from? a local pizza place commercial. I don't know if it was Pizza okay. Hut, but gotcha. It's lovely. I love I love that you know that uh, just seeing him. I didn't again. It was another one that it's like I thought Six Sense was the first thing that I ever saw him in. It wasn't. I actually it, it, apparently saw yes. him in this. <laughs> I definitely watched this before I watched Sixth Sense. Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> probably so. But I, I think still watch that Sixth might Sense be as the a first kid. thing that I recognized him in. But you know, he's he's the main character in that movie. So right. And the other fun factoid before we move on was that you know this is the this is the actor actor spotlight. We're talking Tom mm-hmm. Hanks. But uh, as I as I read to the faceless scene before this, uh, the author of the of the Forrest Gump novel, because again this is based off of a novel by uh, Winston Groom. Uh, Winston Groom imagined John Goodman playing Forrest Gump. Like it's so hard just, to imagine this movie exactly with that, but I think it could have worked. I think it could have worked. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love I love that we had Tom Hanks because. He does just the most beautiful performance here. Yeah. And he also does a very beautiful performance in the next movie we're going to talk about. But first, I think we should take a a soda pop break. I agree. I'm thirsty like a dog. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Beautiful day for the neighbor. To be mine. Oh, won't you be mine? Oh, fuck. I ruined it. 
Oops, we sang out of tune. It's fine. I don't think Mr. Rogers would have minded. Um, Mound? You might have mind me cursing in the middle of it. Because <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> Is- <laughs> yeah, he might he might have given you uh, given you the side eye and be like, mm, hold on now, sir. Yeah, hold on, <laughs> this is about love and friendship. <laughs> Indeed, it is. If you don't know Mister Rogers, I'll let you summarize. But if you don't know uh, Mister Rogers, uh, go out there before you even listen to any of this. It, it's yeah. it's very much worth your while to go out there and just watch a highlight reel of Mister Rogers. He will make your day. Yeah, he sure will. He. Um, he is long, uh, was, uh, he has passed from this earth and has joined his saintly position. No, he, he in fact, in this movie, <laughs> we, uh, <clears throat> this movie at least showcases the opinion that he would not have liked to be known as a saint. Um, that's obviously not his direct words. It's a different character who says it in this film. Uh, but I'm rambling. <laughs> Anyways, he is a child show runner uh, who believed very strongly in providing children with healthy and successful ways to express their emotions. And uh, yeah. his show is very <clears throat> lovely. There's uh, puppets and also a um, scale model city of... Uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, I believe he was based in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He was also famous, just to, just to say he was also famous for having a lot of diverse cast yes. come on his, uh, on his show. He, I think he had, I don't remember, but yeah, he, he, he was just, he was very open to, right. very open-minded to everything. He also talked about some very serious stuff on the show. Yeah, he, he, he did. He really believed that kids need to have the ability to deal with their emotions and that's the only way that they're going to grow up to be successful adults right yeah yeah it was very very healthy show to watch as a kid yeah and i did not watch any of it i don't think i loved mr rogers neighborhood um yeah i i've come to love it after the fact i think i watched some but i just don't remember it Right, um, but it was not. It was not like the one of the big things in my household. Um, I, I'm not sure why. I don't know if it was just like if we didn't have because he was on. Was he on PBS? He was on PBS. Yeah. He okay. Yeah, then we should have uh, we should have had access. Uh, I'm not sure. The PBS honestly probably would not exist anymore without uh, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Fred Rogers, because right. he sat in front of. Uh, was it a congressional panel or something like that? Um, I think so. Yeah. To uh, lobby for them to keep it. And what he had to yeah. say was what helped them decide to keep it. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the most, like, honestly, one of the most, like, powerful moments in entertainment history, I think. Yeah. Just yeah. to see him up there and, and saying what he had to say. Yeah. It's very moving. He's a, he's a very poetic and he he's a philosopher really yeah is what he is yeah. and he and he shared his philosophy with children and um reportedly he <laughs> which we'll get to the movie uh he was just an all-around great guy uh yeah. he had he had some you know uh rough patches himself from like trauma he had in his childhood but they don't really go into that this movie that's in the documentary what's the title of the documentary because um won't you be my neighbor won't you be my neighbor yes yeah so uh highly recommend that too secret review of won't you yeah. be my neighbor and and honestly i uh cuz i told you before this that <clears throat> i had seen this in theaters when this came out when a beautiful day in the neighborhood came out it didn't come out not too long after Won't You Be My Neighbor. I think right. there might have even been the, been the same year, if not just the year very after. Close. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, very close. And my my remembrance of this movie, three years later, I have not watched this film since. Um, I remembered liking it, but not being wowed by it. Right. And I think the reason was because the, the documentary was very beautiful, very yes. moving, really well done. 
one of my favorite movies of that year. And this was just kind of okay. And what I specifically remembered was the fact that it doesn't follow Mr. Rogers. Yes. The main and protagonist that, is Lloyd Vogel. Yeah. And and that's the purpose of the film. And I understand that. I totally mm-hmm. on rewatch I like I, I did like it more. I will say that up front. But I, I do think its biggest flaw is that it doesn't follow <laughs> Mr. Rogers because Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers is it's a so fucking joy. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Uh the the makeup that they did really made him look like uh, like at some time oh my god it's like it was like it was like mr rogers and my grandpa had a face baby and <laughs> it made the tear jerkers See, in I, the mo- movie even bigger tear jerkers because he looks yeah, so much know. like my grandpa it is ridiculous <laughs> All I can see, all I can see is Tom Hanks. He's one of those actors that right. I don't see him in any other. He, he doesn't. He doesn't change. He's not like Christian Bale who could just like look completely different. Um, <clears throat> except for Castaway, when he grew that big ass beard, uh-huh. that was. Well, I don't know if he grew that. It could have been all hair styling, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. But that was that was one of the moments where I was just like, oh man, I don't see Tom Hanks here. I see this this new guy. Uh, but here, I, here with Mister Rogers, even though he did a great Mister Rogers performance, yeah, all I saw was Tom Hanks. I didn't see Mister Rogers at all. I really couldn't stop seeing my grandpa, um, and not to say that it, it, he behaved like my grandpa, but my grandpa yeah. <clears throat> uh, had a similar draw, a similar uh, cadence as Mister Rogers. I'm I'm not sure, but I thought Mr. Rogers was originally from Missouri. I'm going to check that. Check it, check it. We have this capability. And while you're doing that, I will say that this movie is directed by uh, Marielle Heller. Uh, uh, she was Alma Wheatley in a Queen, uh, The Queen's Gambit. If you remember The Queen's Gambit, she was Alma. Oh. Uh, Mrs. Wheatley. And yeah. she played she which was, character? Again, uh, she she played Alma Wheatley in that. She was the director of this. Oh, she's the director. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's written by uh, Micah Fitzerman Blue and Noah Harpster. And Noah Harpster was the um. Well, let's see. He was originally from name. Pennsylvania, but a very small town, and he definitely seems to have a smooth country way about him. But I guess it's Appalachian and not. He reminded me of my grandpa. That's all I wanted to say. So Lloyd Vogel is a journalist um, who is mad at his daddy for leaving. Why is mama sick? And uh, this is the story about how Fred Rogers somehow gets involved and helps. And he gets involved because after he gets in a fight at his sister's wedding with his dad, and after his last couple of uh, pieces really tore up the people he was interviewing, nobody wants to interview with him, except for Fred Rogers. But he doesn't want to do it. He's like, nah, I'm I'm not a puff piece guy. What are you doing? And she's like, you do it and you be nice. His boss. I don't remember who his boss is. Yeah. But they send him over there, and he's supposed to do it all in one day. Uh, supposed to have an hour with him, but because Fred is so busy talking to Make-A-Wish kids that he has to push back his the filming schedule, making the whole set stay. And also, <laughs> he also says he's going to give Lloyd 20 minutes when he can. And then yeah. the 20 minutes turns into like 10 or 15. Right. <laughs> uh, and that just shows how busy he is. But then later, Fred comes around and makes more time with Lloyd because he asked Lloyd why he was hurt and could tell that it wasn't softball like he was fibbing, that it was. Yeah. And he got him to tell him that he got in a fight with his father. And... Fred wanted to know more about that because what is most important to Fred Rogers 
is the person that is in front of him that he is talking to currently. Right. Yeah, he he likes uh, it, as as Lloyd puts it, and as somebody told Lloyd, um, I think it was Mister Rogers, like driver, personal personal assistant. Uh, it's but Bill. he likes broken. Yes. Yeah, he likes broken people, and and Lloyd is very much a broken person. His his history with his father, with uh, with the death of his mother, mm-hmm. uh, and just with with life in general, like he is suffering pretty strongly from like depression and mm-hmm. from like isolated isolation uh yeah. specifically because like he's kind of pushing his wife away yeah um he's pushing his his responsibilities as a father away by just going off and doing this piece right um even though it's even though it's helping him at the same time he is yeah. kind of ignoring his family to do it um and to give everybody credit uh matthew reese plays lloyd vogel susan kalechi watson places uh his wife and uh, his dad is Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper's yes. pretty famous. Yes. I just he's in everything. I just don't I, know. I, he's, he's in the Born Identity. That's where we I talked always about recognize, him. but really can't remember what yeah. I know him from. Yeah, we we talked about him on here in the Born Identity. He is oh in, uh, right. He's the the agent going after not the agent, but the the government guy going yes. after <laughs> uh, Enrico. Uh, Cole Antoni plays Bill Eisler, the the bodyguard. Thank you. Day. Yeah. What did I know him from? Because he looked familiar too. Uh, lots of things. Oh, he was in Person of Interest. I did watch that. Uh, he was in That's Galaxy Quest. Uh, Mathazar. Oh, yes, <laughs> Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Dude, we gotta do that on yes, here. And he was in Stargate SG One. Hey, I forgot about that. He was in Stargate too. Secret review of the movie using so many the things movie or the show. Uh, I think the show. Okay. I'm not sure, but I, I thought think, it was the show. I think it was the show. I think yeah. I would remember more vividly if he was in the movie. Secret review of Stargate hey, and um, Galaxy Quest. It's Foreman. That's a sci-fi threesome, almost right there. We can we can definitely <laughs> <laughs> we can make this happen. <laughs> But no, it's it's a wonderful cast. Is is all I wanted to point out. They all do a great job. Um, but because because Jacob, uh, because Lloyd, I mean, is is struggling with these this issue, these these personal depression, depressive issues like this, it just kind of attracts Mister Rogers. You know, he, he whether he admits it or not, he does kind of like broken people. He likes yeah. to help. He likes to help. And and when. When I think it's kind of important though to say that when Lloyd says, "Hey, Bill was right. You like broken people." He's like, "Fred, you're not broken." Well, he says Lloyd <laughs> because his yeah, name yeah. Is Fred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, just to mention, uh, Marianne Plunkett doesn't have that much time in this but she plays joanne rogers and there's this great moment where uh lloyd who is exhausted passed out on the set for some reason after this trippy ass scene um, yeah yeah it's great it was honestly it. one of the more trippy scenes i've seen in a movie and i was like wow <laughs> yeah there's not there's not much lead into it either it kind of just yeah, like yeah it, it, like it, it goes from like a very realistic he's going to the set and then like as he gets on set it just slowly evolves into like what's happening yeah. <laughs> like this is a little weird yeah it, it involves his like childhood stuffed animal old rabbit and oh, uh, God. yeah it's 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 really surreal a little creepy and i love it <laughs> but anyhow yeah, yeah. he wakes up to uh fred and joanne playing dual pianos uh <laughs> and joanne was like i didn't know he was here Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, Fred bringing home strays, <laughs> <laughs> but through through her, Lloyd learns that Mister Rogers has a, a human side. He is yeah. very, you know, the, he's not perfect. He has anger, you know. There, as as uh, as Mister Rogers puts it, there there's many moments where he just wants to hit all of the keys on the piano at once, yeah, and just like release all of that rage and when one loud, boom, yeah, you know, and. and 
and and that's what you kind of learn through Mrs. Rogers is that you know there there is a there is there are, there are issues in his life. He as you yeah. said, he's not a saint. He has you know issues with his own kids, um, and that's why it hurts him so much to watch Lloyd struggle with his own father. Right, you know because he's just like you know he sees he sees these issues and and it's beautiful how he how he helps this whole situation is beautiful. That said, I still do have flaws with this film. <laughs> uh, I want to say beforehand, before I get to the flaws, I love the director's style. Yeah. Uh, Marielle Heller does a lot of miniatures and um, it, it feels like kind of like a very long episode of Mr. Rogers. It does. Yeah. Uh, that's show. how it opens is uh, with him doing the opening sequence of him changing his jacket to his house sweater. Uh, I own right. a house sweater because of Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I don't wear it all the I time. I want house sweaters. Uh, I was going to say, I want house sweaters because of Mr. Rogers. I don't own but them. But the part that I never understood is that he takes off his loafers and then puts on boat shoes. <laughs> More comfortable, I guess. Yeah, he's a weird guy. Is that a house <laughs> He's an animal. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love her style. I do want to mention that before I go into my, my – my flaws are also very few. They're not – on second watch, I really did enjoy it. I never went back and read what my review was way back uh, three or four years ago when this came out, mm -hmm. three years ago. Um, I can do math. <laughs> but I don't remember what my what, – what writing critique me said – writing critic me said back then. But what I remembered was not liking the fact that it follows Lloyd Vogel. And I still am on board with that thought. I do not like that this film follows Lloyd Vogel. He is a good character. Yeah. He is just in a movie. When I'm going to see a movie about Mr. Rogers, I want to feel good. Yeah. And Mr. Rogers does make you feel good. There are many great warm-hearted moments in this. But Lloyd Vogel reminds me too much of myself uh, there are too many times where he is just steeped in so much like self-depression and, and like like i don't have the energy to be happy and i'm just like oh my god why are we following you in a, in a minister rogers movie you are too uh, like upsetting <laughs> i don't like, know i i mean to interrupt i feel like you're trying to do your closing statement i know i'm interrupting but i really enjoyed that it was a story about how Fred Rogers helped this one person that he did not have to help out. Like, this right. wasn't even his mission in life to do. Like, he right. just goes out of his way to help him. And, yeah, yeah it, they could have done that from Fred Rogers' perspective. They could have. But Lloyd is a much more grounded character. Fred, Fred yeah, yeah, is kind you, you of lofty, more to him. you know, and I think yeah. also having a film from his perspective, I I don't know that might be, um, more hard for some people, um, who are really right. who he's really dear to them. <clears throat> yeah, I know it would it would have been more difficult, and I'm not saying like they that they should have. I do like the cynic becoming a believer story. Yeah. That is age old. You know, it works. Right. It's, it's really well for this. Um, but that, you know, that said that it still is just hilarious that my takeaway from this, when I, when I, you know, three years after I first watched it and I'm pretty sure after I, you know, after the second watch still is going to be remembering that you have to spend uh, this one hour and like 48 minute film. You have to spend a good solid hour of that. Feeling the weight of all of these emotions yeah. is just like, oh, I'm so depressed and I'm so heavy. And so it's like the warm heartedness of Mr. Rogers coming in and lifting that all away is great. Yeah. It does make me cry. Process. There are yeah. some really good scenes. Yeah. But it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's so weird to think that a Mr. Rogers film would spend so much time steeping in this, this uh, loathing, yeah. I guess, is the way to put it. Yeah, but again, it's that doesn't change the fact that it's still a good film. I'm not I'm not saying that it's a negative that we follow Lloyd. It's just weird to me to think of Mister Rogers as being anything other than all time like constantly happy, warm hearted. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird because that's what but he I do puts love it. forth I love on his show. Um, yeah, so that the kids feel safe. <laughs> 
and he's just so easy to talk to. It's crazy. Yeah, and Tom Hanks does a wonderful job. Everybody does a wonderful job. All the acting's good, but since we're in an actor spotlight specifically, Tom Hanks does dis- disappear into the personality of this character. In regards to the image, I still argue that I only see Tom Hanks. That's all I can ever see in him. Uh, but he does a good job at inhabiting his his body, uh, you know, his mannerisms, his personality. He does a just absolutely wonderful performance. Uh, I don't think he won. He didn't win Best Actor, but was he nominated? Oh, I. I mean, look, why yeah. wouldn't he have been? Yeah, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Okay, good. Yeah, it was good. It was really real good. good. It was really good. But I, I do good. like this movie. I do recommend it. Uh, again, Mr. Rogers is somebody that I think everybody should know about. And if, if you don't, go look him up. For, for watch, his, watch his episodes. Watch this movie. Watch the documentary, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Yeah. He's he's a good person to – like. He, it, you, you can't emulate him. You can't be um, – I mean, you could try. You can and that's, try. It's a good. It's good to try. Yes. it's definitely good to try. It's it's just you know sometimes don't beat yourself up when you feel down or anything. Right. Because he did too. Yeah, he did. And but you yeah, know, I give it three stars. You give it three <laughs> stars. That's a good score. I give it. I think I would give it a face and a half. I really enjoyed it. I was really impressed the first time I watched it. Had no idea what to expect. I gotta say, I think. I was expecting it to follow Fred Rogers, but I still really liked this story from this angle. And I think it was a good yeah. choice. And, you know, down the line, they still can make a movie that is from Fred Rogers' perspective. I would like to see a movie about the court case where he wins. That would be a very empowerful, yeah. empowering movie. Uh, and it's yeah, also the very early part of the show. It's a completely different show than what he ended up with. I, I, he did it for like three decades or something like that. Maybe four. Yeah. He stopped for a while and then came back. <laughs> <clears throat> did did they, by chance, in this movie, did they read the article he wrote? I don't think so, did they? I don't think they did. See, that was another thing. Like, I feel like... Maybe. Because I, I think that should be a... I, th- I feel like that would have been a bigger moment if they had, because I, that should have been what, like, capped this film, I think, hmm. would would be the article, and, like, it's yeah, beautiful movingness. Yeah, I don't know if they read it, but I do remember his boss being like, wow, it's good. It's gonna be the cover. Yeah. And he was supposed yeah, to yeah, get, like, like, one that. page or something like that. Or like three yeah, pages. It was, it was supposed to be a puff. Yeah, it was it's to be also a puff Esquire, then... which I was really surprised. Like at least back in way back in the day, pre Playboy, they were kind of naughty. Esquire was. <laughs> I don't know what they do now or what they were doing in the nineties, but at least yeah. their origins is kind of naughty, and I and I was kind of surprised to see that Fred Rogers was all about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at least for one issue, he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's uh, that is the episode. I I personally pick Forrest Gump as the victor of these two films. If we have to choose a victor, mm-hmm. um, I there's there's so much nostalgia with Forrest Gump. Yeah, let's be honest. Uh, but I think it goes beyond that. It's damn near a perfect movie, and it holds up yeah. because of because it's yeah. historical in a, in a way. Like it runs through the errors. It's it's probably the best told epic. Oh my god, my dog for like the third time. Uh, <laughs> it is probably the best told epic that has come out in our lifetime. Lord of the Rings. Damn it, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but that might be because I am a fantasy nerd, uh, but if you're going to count just one movie, just one movie, that's an epic. Then I think this okay. might win. Maybe there might be a war. Uh, okay, that I've seen. Damn it! I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one. I'm sure if I if given enough time, I could think of one to to argue it. But it's certainly one of the best epics yes. in our lifetime. That is yeah. that is inarguable. Definitely. Well, but that okay. is uh, that is show. our show. Thank you. Oh, that's oh. a show. What was I said? Uh, we said show. the same thing. Yeah, this is it. This is it. it. I am. I'm the Green Traveler from Gorsh. 
I'm the faceless Leona. I guess we'll see you next time. Safe travels. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Good night. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should stop the recording. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.